Uh, let's have our seat. Uh, can we just take a moment to just say hi to, to your neighbor? Just say hi. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> say, I'm happy to see you. It's good to be here again. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, many of us are happy to be here this morning. Uh, many of us are liking this new space. <laughs> Amen. No, they've been cooking us in the kitchen. <laughs> so now we are here. Amen. Now we are being saved here. <laughs> and you know, and Tangon is not too different here. Because if you look to the right, there's still some element of the kitchen right there, you know. So you have some of the, you know, some cooking here. Yeah, so, so it's not that bad. So I hope we won't miss the kitchen too much, eh? Uh, no, I like the kitchen too. It was very, it was a very cozy and nice place. Eh? Very lovely. But uh, this space is also nice. It's good. It's spacious. So we thank God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So we are happy to be here this morning, yes, and uh, we thank God for His mercy and His grace and His kindness towards us. We thank God for the grace to be gathered here again this morning. Uh, it's not easy to, to sell all that we have and follow after God. Um, I believe that that's uh, one of the, the most difficult aspect of life application. You know. I say it's one of the most difficult, yeah, I think. In the sense that you know, it's easy to just teach revelation and every other, but now the application of it is another aspect, which is why we, um, I believe this, that's where the Lord would enable us to come into some pastoral grace, to be able to move the word into the life. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm happy to see each and every one of us. Uh, I would just, uh, I think I would just, uh, just say hi to everyone. It's awesome to see each and every one of us here. Uh, it's good to see you, Joy. I think you were, you were away. It was this week, right? Ah, wow, it's not that. I thought it felt like it was a long time. Oh, wow. It was just so she was away in Ottawa. And it's, uh, now you're back. Good to see you. Good to see your lovely face. Amen. And uh, ID, Mama Grace, thank you for been here and uh, uh, my lovely wife Woo! thank you so much for for helping us this morning here in worship God bless you thank you for for helping us and uh, I'd like to appreciate Kevo 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 amen uh, thank you for for all that you do. Thank you for how you've uh, allowed your, your vessel to be used for God. And thank you for the way you serve. Um, I really appreciate everything that you are doing. And uh, thank you so much for 
allowing the grace to flow. I believe that grace Amen. is already flowing. Amen. And you see, and you know, sometimes it might seem that maybe there's something difficult, but sometimes just these simple, simple things we just need to do, right? And and by doing so, we allow God's grace to just flow, right? And it's uh, and it's the same thing that anybody else that is coming. Is that's the pattern they will see. And you begin to follow. Amen. But Amen. so thank God for for what you are doing. Really appreciate. Uh, you know, thank God for the prayers and you know after prayer, then you just you know in, in the best way we can just move into the keyboard. You know, just trying to make sure things are working, right? Yeah. <laughs> the, the Lord sees your heart, and you know, thank you so much. Amen. And and I know especially this this last Tuesday, I know you would have loved to be be in the meeting, but Satan was warring against us. Yeah. We had to go and create one. Uh, so I don't know why all of a sudden we have passed and then all of a sudden just go and carry one. Uh, uh, that Colorado low, that Colorado low. Is, 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 I, don't, I don't know why that Colorado low is always, I think we, maybe we should go and check Colorado. What's there? What's that place? There's Minneapolis, there's North Dakota, but they are not, there will be North Dakota low and all those. It's just Colorado low. Even in winter, even in summer, it will bring rain, lots of rain. Which you last said that we have lots of rain. It was Colorado that was bringing all the rain. It's Colorado, Colorado, Colorado. Ah, what is it now? We should check that place. But thank God uh, uh, for all that you do, and you know, the Lord bless you greatly. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So I guess it's time for the for the word. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, I was going to continue in uh, uh, Peter we were reading last week. Uh, but that's First Peter chapter 3, I believe. Sorry, no, not chapter 3. Um, it's Second Peter, right? Chapter 3. This Bible is, is, is going. Amen. Um, but before I continue in this in this chapter, because we started last when last Saturday, I believe, right? Okay. And uh, I guess I guess also before I before I go, I, I've just felt that you just say maybe one or two things, you know. On Tuesday, I don't know. It's just like we are, it was. Just, it's like a soldier move somehow, and somehow, <laughs> you know, we are. And one of the things that we are being raised in a in a serial, in a military style, you know, still in a you know military. No more, too, not too much, not too much. You know, he take it easy. You know, it's just hardcore, hundred push-ups, right? You know, and the other push-up, then twenty. You know, okay, now press up. You know, that's you know, just move on. So, I believe that. Uh, I think Kelvin captured it perfectly the way it was in my heart, right? It was more about, um, I think on Tuesday, I think the emphasis was more regarding the way, you know, the, you know, treasuring spiritual things more than anything, right? So, uh, and I know maybe because of, you know, the way the word was coming, it's possible to, uh, and then it's said sort of something that does that to quickly, you know, maybe feel, you know, be judged or something like that. But it shouldn't be, that way, um, and it's only my intention to you know, judge anybody or anything like that. 
was just more of trying to paint the picture of what it looks like to treasure spiritual things more than anything else, to, to invest ourselves and in painting the picture, you know, seeing the different, different aspect of you know, the spiritual life, you know, um, one of the things that is the sweetest part of it is the anointing and all that, you know, moving into all that. And also, you know, just talking more about our heart posture towards um, the things of God, generally. Right? So it wasn't even an address, not specific people, anything like that. So really, if, if I've offended you, forgive me. But we just, <laughs> you know, just had to, just, had to um, just talk a little bit about what it looks like know, to just treasure God's things. Amen. And one way or the other, we'll have to touch some of the areas of our life that we, we usually, you know, engage ourselves in. But it's not to, you know, put blame or anything on that. But just, just touched it, just to, to paint a picture, right? And, you know, every time we are listening even to the word, part of the push of our heart should be more towards what the Lord is saying, right? Because it's, it's, it's very easy. So maybe when you are hearing something, you'll be thinking, oh, it's yeah. me they are talking about. But yeah. not necessarily, yeah. right? Uh, and I know that that thing can just shift the heart away from the, and it's shift the heart away from the main thing that the Lord is saying, right? And it's said that that just positions our heart like that sometimes. So I just, uh, just hope that uh, we can just, you know, just ap- align our heart towards, you know, hearing what the Lord has to say more than, you know, just to, Looking at maybe what the Lord, uh, maybe somebody are being attacked. No, please, no, it's not all that. All of us, we are, we are work in progress, right? We are all journeying spiritually. So, you know, it's, it's more about the response now rather than just you know what, what is you know, so if if it's like that, honestly, every time they preach, I'll be thinking it's me they are talking about. But but the truth of the matter is that it's me they are talking about. <laughs> because heaven wants to help me. So, and in that, ever have to talk about my things. And when everyone talks about my things, it's easy to hide, it's easy to quickly rebel against God or just move away. But what the Lord expects is more of a, a response towards Him, to move closer. It's, it's more of the Lord drawing us closer to Him more than anything. Amen. I believe the Lord will help us. Amen. Uh, I'm hoping that today I can finish quickly because I know there is a... <laughs> okay. All right. I know there, no, there is an Easter um, convention going, so I mean in the next two hours they'll start preaching, so I'm hoping that we can finish quickly because I think they're just they're about starting or they just started, so just give us some ample time. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, I think if I was saying before I continue, oh, this is journal. Okay, okay, before I continue, I think two Tuesdays ago, I think it had a question, right? But I don't know if maybe we can take the question now, and or maybe uh, something we can talk about later, or which which one? Which one? You can ask here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> But I think when you were talking that night about seeking the kingdom, yes. asking and knocking, and how we should give diligence to it. Yeah. And then at one point you were mentioning that it's not that we're not about to be like mechanically, you know, mm. studying the Bible. I know you spoke about 
studying the Bible, reading the Bible, and like um, mention to me. But you shall mention that there's different ways you can read Bible. Yeah. Or the way you're studying. Yeah. Or yeah, is it meditating? Meditating. Okay. Like so I mean, well, what now? I, my question was now, like when you mentioned that like, it is, it's not to be mechanical that kind of thing. And like, okay, are you trying to balance it, or is it that? Because I feel like I was just in my mind, question was my mother. I feel like at some point, shouldn't you actually like say like I want to study my Bible, like I want to be diligent to study my Bible when I wake up every yes. single morning, like that's my thing. Like it's same way I wake yes. up when I'm first and I go and brush. First thing when I wake up is I want to read my Bible. Is that in a way? Is that like not the right way? Should you not wait for the Holy Spirit to come and say, okay, it's time to read your Bible before you read your Bible? Or should it? Or should there be? Or is it like I maybe it's like different stages in life okay. in your journey with God that you already know? Because I, like, I feel like if if I'm just saying it's when the Holy Spirit, I feel like I'm very lazy. I don't want to do this. It's a very good that I don't want to watch movie. But if I'm if or maybe it's just my kind of soul. I just I feel I find that if every time I decide that okay I just want to be living into the Holy Spirit and telling I can go days yes. and I'm not reading my Bible. Yes. Right. Yes. But if I know in my mind that I have to read my Bible. Mm. Is that now not right because I'm not doing it mechanically? Okay. Am mm-hmm. I not be seen out? Because then I don't want to not read my Bible because I just want to read my Bible to market check. But in my heart, it's not just to market check. I really want to read my Bible. Okay. I'm not just trying to market check. But then I'm not doing. I'm not you, but do, we, do I have to now really look to grow out of that stage? <laughs> okay. You know, if, because if you are doing something wrong, right, and you say that this is the right way to do it, you can now change. Or if it's that, okay, no, it's not wrong, continue. But is it like there is now greater light that is shining now? Like greater light that is shining now. The understanding of this light is that that stage is... So the question is, is if it is right to set time to read our Bible or should I just wait? Yes. So, more what's the will of God concerning reading my Bible? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Thank you for that question. Uh, I believe this question actually cuts across every uh, each and every one of us. So it's a it's a thing that we are all you know, trying to. Okay. Right. Um, let me see if I can start from what the will. Oh, I asked what, what is the will of God regarding reading my Bible. Okay. The 
the will of God. You know, when they say, okay, what does God want me to do, really? Well, the simple thing is that the will of God is that God wants to be close to you. And he wants you to be close to him. The will of God is to have a relationship. Right? So, that's the main, the main. And I think that's what boils down to everything else. Right? <coughs> it's more of a relationship. God wants to be close to you and me. But there are things that guide that for that to happen in the sense that the Lord can just easily come down every day and be speaking to you face to face, right? But the Lord, uh, I guess, the way the Lord has set it in, especially in the dispensation, we have the old era where the Lord pretty much talks to people, dreams. I mean, that still happens, right? But there are specific people that God speaks face to face with, right? Specific, it's not everybody, right? Like he told, like he told uh, not Moses, there were, I think it was, oh, what's that? The, it's not uh, Korah. I know it's, there's Miriam and Aaron, and then there's the issue with the Korah and, and some of the princes, which the Lord had to say to them. Say, out of, I think it was Miriam and Aaron, say, out of everybody, right? I speak to them in like in dreams and visions, but my servant Moses, I speak to face to face. Right? So the only specific people he speaks face to face with. But the Lord has now changed, or let's say in the New Testament or the New Order, we now have the Holy Spirit, right? Which the Lord has given to bridge the gap, right? Which was before, whereby everybody can have access to God, right? <laughs> so, now we have the Holy Spirit, right? We, we now, we now every, with the help of the Holy Spirit, we now have access to God. We can talk to God directly, and God can talk to us. But most importantly, God has set a safe way to talk to his people and for us to talk to him, right? And the safe way is by giving us the scripture. Now, the Lord could talk to anybody anyhow, however he wants. But the safest is to go through the Bible, right? And the Lord also ensures that, if you look at it most of the time, that's actually the easiest way to start hearing God's voice or start talking to God, that is through the word, right? If anybody is like, oh, I want to talk to God, I want to be close to God, you can be looking for it in many other places. So for example, let's say the person leaves the word and start doing other things, right? Let's say I want, to, I want to be close to God, so therefore, I'm working in the church. And you just take that working alone as a means to be close to God. You realize that you will, you will be doing all that and nothing like being close will be near, right? What else can we do? Okay, let me go and be working. I mean, of course, that one, well, that one can save. I, I don't even know if that one will work, Seth, you know. I'm, I'm trying to use examples of things we are usually around that happens to be, let's say, God involved, right? So going to church, maybe you're serving, uh, what else? Um, but you realize, well, if you look at it really, there's, 
outside of the church, there is, there's, there's almost nothing you can do to actually be close to God. Right? So, yeah. When, let's say you move out things outside the environment of the body, the church, the world, all those things. When you move outside that environment, you almost have nothing to, that you can say you are doing that has to do with you being with God or talking or having any relationship or whatsoever, right? Now, the, 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 the closest anybody can have that will begin to bring, like, essence, that begin to bring some level of closeness or that you are talking to somebody, that you're talking to is the word. Right? So it's the word that brings about the, the world of what is God saying, what is in God's mind. Because it is actually in scripture now begin to discover God. Right? Things he has allowed men to write down all those things. You realize that even stories about Somebody that forgot somebody was crippled and the king remembered him. You think like, I mean, that has nothing to do with God. But that story can begin to explain things concerning God to you. Right? Through the word. When you now center on the word, with the, there's, a, there's a sense. Reading the Bible engaging the scripture in the in, in the purpose in the in the purpose of getting close to God we start thinking with scripture there's a way it purifies the mind but when you now move it outside the body I mean to every other thing you begin to see God everywhere right I believe it's possible that if nothing is written Maybe the tree you are looking at could start talking to you about God. But that's not too safe. Because Satan can hijack it. In short, it, Satan hijacks such things. When you look at different cultures, especially we have the Yoruba culture that have some sense of gods, which has to do with water. Right? There are some, especially, oh, even here in Canada, the indigenous, they worship the is it the creator or the universe? So stone has a God. Bed has a spirit. Like everything you see has a spirit, has something. Right? And if you check it, it's possible they are actually interfacing with a spirit that talks to them, but they believe it's God. Right? So just moving in those elements without a way can be dangerous for souls because evil spirits can easily hijack almost all, all of them. Satan can create a, a fake environment that looks like God in those areas. The most difficult one that Satan, if, I mean Satan has tried even to taint the Bible, but it's still not, that place is the hardest for him to totally, totally move into. It's difficult. Because it's the word of God. So the best Satan could do is attack men to at least maybe have a twisted sense and they start reading the Bible and then going down. And by the go do their thing. But by the time they do it finish and they say it, you will be wondering, okay, something's wrong with you. Not even to a believer, 
So an unbeliever that doesn't know anything about God, and they just open their mouth. Oh, they read their Bible and they did this. They were like, no, that does not make sense, right? Because it's almost almost like a safeguard too, right? So the word is the main domain that the Lord has set to which we can begin to have relationship with him, talk to him, um, have, have, have access into his mind, into his thought, right? So it's more of a relationship thing, right, than anything else. So it's more about relationship. So the, what the Lord wants is to have a relationship with man, is to engage, okay, let's, 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 let's come, let's reason together, right? So what the Lord wants to do is to reason with you and me. Come, let us reason together. Right? Even if you're uh, uh, if your sin be as scarlet, right? They shall be white as wool or as snow and then white as <laughs> so and part of that reasoning, right, relationship is means that in the in, in reasoning there's there's relationship going on, right, in which there's some level of purification that begins to happen to the mind so that the mind can begin to see God clearly the way he is. So there's, so it's a relationship where which is a, is a win-win situation whereby we win in gaining God and God wins in having a dwelling place. Amen. So, so that's that aspect. So when it now comes to should, should, um, I think, I think I've said enough regarding that area. So, again, I think I was, what I'm just explaining is the will, of, say what's the will of God, right? The will of God is just, let's reason, let's, let's come together, let's reason together, let's, yeah, it's like it's getting coded. Yeah, I, I think I'm beginning to feel my deck too. Thank you. So, it's like, it's like the Lord wants to um, just flow with us, have fellowship with us, moving to us, or we also moving to him. So that's, that's the summary of, of things, right? Now, we now know that the way to engage that is that we have to start reading the word, right? If we want to get close to him. So we just have to, okay, do I want to know God? Yes, okay, then let's start reading my Bible. So that's, that's not the reason for, let's say we are reading our Bible, we are trying to see what the Lord is saying. It's more to know about God, what God thinks about us, what God has said about us. Okay, it's, more, it's, it's almost like a discovery. When we begin to read the Bible, we are discovering God, we are discovering what is in the mind of God concerning us because we don't know, right? So all these things that we read, there's something spiritual about it that you can be reading something and the Holy Spirit can begin to talk to you about, about God. You are reading, you are just, if you look at it, all these, all these things that, especially in the Old Testament, right, mostly in the Old Testament, all the things that is written there, when you look into our life every day, like you see that almost something similar is almost happening almost everywhere, maybe in a different way, but almost something similar. So why is it about it that God had to make people write and paint things down, right? So it's just, there is, there is, I believe there's something in God's mind which God, Lord, wants to give as a guide for his people, to guide them back to him. Right? So the scripture is mainly 
to establish a relationship with God, right? So it's when we're reading our Bible, it's more of telling us that we are, well, there should be a sense of a relationship that we are having, right? More. So again, I guess that, that's the thing, what I'm trying to say is more about the, what's that word? The, the reason for, let's, let's read, right? I think that's just what I'm trying to explain. Is more about that relationship, something tangible, rather than something somebody is doing just to please someone. I think that's just the sense I'm trying to give when I mentioned that that day, right? Whereby, I mean, for most of us, I mean, as we were growing, when we didn't have too much with God, I, I wouldn't say I have too much relationship. I know about him. My parents raised me to, to read my Bible, right? So I read it. So when reading it, I don't think I necessarily have, and it wasn't that bad, because what I read later became useful. But as at the time, I didn't have any sense of a relationship. I felt that I just had to do it just so that everything will be okay with me, right? It's not really more about a relationship, discovering God, getting to know God. It was more about, let me just do this thing and feel okay about my life and get over with it, right? So it's possible that the heart can be positioned that way. Well, let me just do this and get over with it. Oh, no, some can say, oh, I've not read my Bible, and that is just a guilt that has no meaning. You understand? In the sense that, oh, I've not read my Bible today. Oh, my God, I'm going to hell. Ah, let me read my Bible, no. Read. And then after reading that, they'll feel it says, okay, now I'm not going to hell again. No, it's possible that the heart, now, you know these things I'm saying, I'm just painting a picture, just a hell, right? In the sense that the heart can start engaging scripture mechanically like that. So that's what I mean when I'm saying, talking about it being mechanical, right? It has, it has, no, it has no sense of purpose in bringing a soul closer to his maker. Right? Because you can read Bible, know because of this, and after, do, after having done all that, it's pretty much nothing. It's nothing. It's just, I read, I'm okay. I read it, I'm okay. I read it. Because it's possible, you know, there's, and there's, there's a sense also, even for us growing, whereby we can be feeling bad for not reading our Bible simply because we've just not read it. Understand? It has nothing. I mean, because we are Christian, we feel spiritual, right? But when you check deep down, deep down, 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 the result of what you want to get from reading the Bible is almost like let's just fulfill our righteousness. But it does not have much meaning spiritually to the soul. So I'm, that's what I'm saying, making sense in a way, right? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the area of doing things mechanically that was 
addressing, right? So the, the aspect of reading our Bible, you set time, make sure you do it. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. In short, that other one of, let me see, let me just leave Holy Spirit to move upon if I read. Like you said rightly, you go, it can go months and you won't touch that Bible. Now, because sometimes when they are not even upon you to read, so you even maybe you click it, ah, you just, you just speak in tongues, then amen, then continue what you are doing, right? So, um, there, and I, and I think I was trying to separate the purpose of each thing you are doing, right? So, to read my Bible, I should know what that, what is that, what that is for, right? I want to know about my God. I'm getting closer, and then I read it. It should have a meaning. It shouldn't just be, I read it and go. I read it. I'm reading it just to know what is there. But still, the foundation in my heart is just more about, I want to just love God. I want to know more about God. In the relationship with God, just reading it. Reading, okay, that's what reading is for. Right? Then, when you talk about studying too, Right, that one now is taking it a step, almost like a step further than just reading. Now, because now I have to know what the purpose of studying is to have knowledge about specific things. Right, so if you want to do a study, you don't study everything at once. Right, if you want to do a study, you study specific things. That's why we have research, right? Yeah, research is, is a study. Or maybe when they're about to inoculate all of us with COVID-19 vaccine, they say, they did a study, they did this, that, this is this, this efficacy, blah, 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 blah. No. They needed to study what it happens. Okay, when you give somebody the vaccine, what are the reactions in their body is to know what that COVID vaccine itself is going to do. So they are studying what does it do to people when they enter their city. So they are studying something specific. So study is more about specific things you want to know. In scripture, right, you can study. Okay, I want to study my Bible now. You can't say you are studying the Bible when you are just reading it. It's not the same, right? Read, study, you will notice that you are particular. Maybe you found something, okay, I want to learn about grace. Okay. What does the scripture say about grace? Then begin to read it. Okay, this chapter says this about grace. That chapter says this about grace. Okay. All right. Based on doctrine that we've been learning. Okay. Maybe you are even trying to understand it. So maybe, maybe Reverend made a statement like, falsehood comes before lie. No, before everybody was just like, ah, what are they saying? No, calm down. Just read the Bible small and see what they are trying to say. There's a sense that they are bringing, right? Then you can try to study to have a sense into what that means. Okay, what does it mean? Okay, first we then you go into Revelation, talk about uh, every uh, thing that uh, love it and make it a lie. Then you talk about false prophet. No, different different things that talks about falsehood, right? So you can study to establish specific understanding in doctrine, in knowledge, all those things, so you can study for that. And most of the time, 
is needed for us to study. Right? Because the scripture says, study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed. Now, rightly dividing the word of truth. You realize that if we don't have some level of study, when I say study, I'm okay, let me because like you said, I'm trying to I was trying to balance things, that's why. Yeah, that was made that statement. Um uh say rightly dividing the word. When I say rightly dividing, it doesn't mean that you start dividing one like Reverend. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. I'm just talking about knowing what you are saying. Yeah. Right? Because there's a way when you are saying certain things about the Bible and you're not too sure, yeah. it's kind of reduce the confidence. Yeah. Right? And it might be difficult to pass across what you are trying to say. And what you are saying may be awesome and right, accurate, awesome, right? But there might be there may be lack of wisdom around it to explain it, right? To 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 write to bring the point, and Holy Ghost uses that too, right? He uses that because the way, when something has sat, because when you start study, it will let what you know sit in you. And you now realize that when you're talking about it, it's those, it's those scriptures yeah. that you have when you were studying. Okay, this will talk about, okay. Because the study, as you're studying it, you're establishing the truth in a way, right? And as you do it, then you begin to talk. When you, every time you begin to talk about it, all those scriptures you read will begin to flow. And it's possible that even the ones you did not remember you read a long time ago, that one can begin to call other ones. But what has really been done there is that a truth has been established in the heart, which will give skill in dividing the word. And dividing the word, when you think about it, let me not use maybe the way Reverend here. Let's just talk about what dividing means, just generally. Dividing means to separate. And when you divide, it's like making something clear. You separate things. So that what is here is here is here. Everybody, is, you organize things. So you, you rightly organize. So you divide. You divide the word. So sometimes, and I study you know, from time to time. Maybe, ah, okay, this part. Maybe I'm thinking about it and I realize that mm, there's something faint in my knowledge and that that's not too clear. Okay, let me, let me see what the scripture says. I'll just read it, then establish it. Right? So it's the heart posture that I have. Right, just it's a hard posture, um, and I'm saying this because I don't, I don't. Oh, I'm trying to balance this one too in the sense that now everybody can argue. Okay, we start. Yes, study, but I just say study. Let me, let me just leave it like that. Study. Let me leave it like that. You can study. There's nothing wrong with studying, right? Just that I guess the, the other part that I should just. Balance is when you study. Don't go. And, don't go and be doing the study because you want to go and <laughs> show. <laughs> don't do that. If you do that, you are, you are pretty much shooting yourself in the foot. Because what you are studying won't sit in you. That's just the truth. You, you that would pretty much void the whole effort for the whole purpose of studying. Studying is for, first to establish you, not to go and be preaching to others, so that <laughs> you know. 
that one, when you're talking to others, it will come naturally from within you. It will flow, right? So I guess understanding the purpose of, see, all these things, reading, study, know that it's about you and me being established. It was more about us growing than anything else. Everything else will come naturally. Because see all this reading, studying, meditating is for building. It's for development. It's for to develop you and me. We are being developed when we do all that. So we are developing ourselves in the Lord, getting to know God more. The more you know about the world, the easier it is for the Lord to talk to you about them. I just said. So that's what that aspect, that area is about. Right? So that's that. And meditating on the word is almost, meditation is almost like, how do I put it? Hmm. So meditation is more, I guess I'll just use scripture to explain that. It's always easier to go from scripture. So it says um, to Joshua that you shall read the word, it shall not depart from you, you shall meditate on it day and, and then you shall have good success. Right, you shall have good success. And that good success is also talking about the soul, right? So it's tied to the success in the soul in the sense that everything you've been reading, studying, when you're meditating, is almost like processing what you have, right? Now, and if you want to even go by the littlest we know about it is there's a way meditating on the word kind of renews your mind. Right? Just meditating on the word. It kind of renews your mind. It kind of gives you a scriptural sense. Right? So meditating on the word is, is <laughs> I think the way, the, way, the way it's coming to me is, is more like regurgitating. Right? So regurgitating is, you know, you've eaten something, then when, you, when, when the animal is relaxing, it will take it back from its stomach, chew it again, then put it back inside. Right? Take it out, chew it, bring it back inside. Each time the animal chews it, you see that it breaks down, it breaks it down further. Right, so while studying can give a sense of knowledge about something, that meditation can expand, can expand whatever, can expand your knowledge of grace around the things you've studied, can expand it, it can keep, as you begin to meditate, things you didn't see before, you can begin to see them. Oh, that, this scripture says this, maybe something you've, you read, as you're reading it, you you know, sometimes when you read, you can skip through certain words. Not intentionally, just, I don't know if it is subconsciously or psychologically. You just read it, maybe you just skip the and the K, right? So, maybe, what, maybe in your mind, the way it is, is the run came and went, right? But somehow in our mind, it's, it's not sitting as and they came. But that and they came, God can use it <laughs> to explain something better. To, to, more, to purify what we're learning more, what we understand more, right? And that aspect of meditation too, of course, it's possible you, you might have 
to do it intentionally by yourself, right? To have a habit of meditating on the word. It's, it's possible you have to start that yourself, right? So there's nothing wrong with that, right? And the Holy Ghost can later come. So that, now that aspect of the Holy Spirit coming upon, right, before you read, that one, what that one is really for, it's not necessarily for you to go and be reading your Bible. Maybe I, can, I think I can see that. Right? So that one is more to culture you. So there's, 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 there's a way culturing you in the spiritual life. Where the Holy Ghost can come upon you. Maybe you are sweeping and then it can begin to awaken scriptures inside of you. It can bring about meditation too. Because at that time, and then you begin to think about scripture Oh, this is what is meant. See, all that is happening around that is they are culturing you spiritually. Yeah. That one doesn't happen because you study or, or read your Bible. Right? That one happens because they want to culture you spiritually in the, how do I put it? They want to culture you in the spiritual life, in the flow of life. It's more of this culturing thing, I don't even know the best way to, this is the best English word I have for you, culturing you, spiritually, because it's your soul that they are culturing, right? So the Holy Ghost can come upon you at random times that you don't even think of, don't even know, random time, and then just begin to awaken scriptures in you, right? And of course, if you have not read your Bible, or if you've not maybe studied, but the least you do, at least, is read it. And you notice that the more you read your Bible, even though you're not paying attention, if you just keep reading it, one by one, little, little things out of it to be jumping into you. When the Spirit comes upon you, they can awaken those little, little things. Now, sometimes, where we lack, when the Spirit comes, when the Spirit comes in, those, in that time of culturing, is that when there's not enough word inside, we will have limitation. Because the, the Holy Spirit can't just show, how do I put it? I guess it's part of how they wire the soul to the way the frame of man is. The Holy Spirit won't just take words you've never heard of randomly and just start talking to you about them. I mean, it can do that. But the problem with that from our side is that we, we most likely misinterpret what he's saying. So most of the time, the Holy Spirit can be limited due to our own limitations. Or let me say, the Holy Spirit in that area of culturing can be limited due to, how, due, due to our limitation in exposure to the Word of God. I'm trying to think of a situation whereby the Holy Spirit came upon me, a word was coming out of me, but the word wasn't too perfect in the sense that the scripture wasn't too clear. And I can take that, or I actually took it. I was trying to make sense of it spiritually. You know, when this is in Revelation, but I couldn't do much with it because I didn't have, God help me, I didn't have much word inside of me and understanding of doctrine, right? I've been hearing the doctrine, you know, Christ and everything, but I don't necessarily have much understanding, maybe 
due to lack of study in some areas. But one thing is sure clear, I know that the anointing was upon me, but I couldn't do much with it. All I can do at best was pray. Right? But I know that Holy Ghost wanted to start talking to me about something. I don't know, maybe it's even messy because they probably know that I didn't, but it was going to awoke me about something. Or maybe sometimes they did it to make me aware of my limitations too. But it came, and inside, I, I just know that something is not aligned. There's a block. It's almost like a block. I'm, I'm about to go somewhere, but roadblock. And in that instant, there's, all I can do is pray. Why? Because, <laughs> oh, maybe I can gist with somebody that I've, that I've inside into scripture a lot. Ah, this thing is coming to me, and then we can start. Maybe because of their own exposure, we can fetch something out. You get what I mean? But just by myself. And from there, different, different times, ah, I need to read my Bible more. Right? So I started reading my Bible. Again, there's not a dilemma of. Where would I start? Yeah. Oh my God, which one should I read? Okay, because I'm thinking about quickly reading something so I can quickly get what the goals were concerning. But it's always like that. Because it's almost like a haste in a way. Because yeah. what, but you have this volume. Many things to read. Which one would normally read to get? Best, it, just, it was just showing a limitation somewhere. And the best I could do was just go and read my Bible. And it's okay. Just read your Bible. Even if you are reading mechanically, no worries. When I say mechanically, I'm, I'm, not, I'm saying with me. Okay. So there's the mechanical one I define. And the other one that, you know, do we set time every morning? Okay, that one is what I'm referring to now. But technically it's not mechanical, but I was just using the word mechanical, but mainly we should read our Bible. Right, so that one that the spirit comes upon you is more to culture you, and that one is the spirit that decides it. So if they decided that today, Monday, they will do it, then they've just said in their heart that they are not coming again until the end of of June. What are we going to do? So we're not in our Bible. <laughs> Before they come back, we are, we'll be gone. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm not, now, I'm not saying that they will take that long, but I'm just saying just imagine that that's the case, right? So, reading our Bible is more about relationship with God. And of course, we know that if we don't read it, right, because as we are reading it, your soul is reading it, your spirit is reading it, is what you need to commune with God, right? So, that's why it's easy whereby if you don't read your Bible, you can go about your day doing many things without using scriptural sense. Right? Cook, walk, what else? Wash car. Take care of child, okay, what else? Watch movies. We do all that. But there won't be any scriptural we won't, do all of, we won't do most of that with scriptural sense, right? And I also want us to understand something that there's a way they raise, you know, for example, the Jewish, right? They teach them on scripture, whereby they want them to study, they teach them the scripture, the Torah, the Torah right? Such that they start using it to think. They, they live by the, the thing they read, 
You understand the sense that they begin to use that word sense to live. But if you don't read it, most likely you may not come into those kind of senses, right? So reading our Bible, if you have to, if you realize maybe I can't read it in the day, I have to read it early in the morning because it's the best before I go about my day. Yes, go ahead, do that. Read it, read your Bible, right? But most importantly, let it not be about just doing it to fulfill the righteousness, but it should have a purpose. It should have a purpose within the heart. That it is more about me, you know, getting closer, having a relationship with my God, more than just me reading it and just fulfilling all righteousness and then I go about my day, right? It should be good. I mean, as long as you read it, it's awesome too, right? Because that means that in the future, the Lord can always reach you. But the way the Lord catches us sometimes, I mean, God, not, the way men think is not the way God thinks, right? But to, to be a lot more effective and to, be, to help us grow spiritually, if, if our goal is to grow spiritually, then what we are doing must have meaning. Right? Must, and, and that's one of the things why it is easy for people to just drop off. Maybe they are reading and just give up on reading their Bible. Or maybe they used to come to church and they stop. Is that, that usually happens most of the time when what they are doing does not have any meaning to them. And that's the area that we should all also be aware. Anything we are doing, especially when it comes to what is the meaning of this thing? Because if it doesn't have meaning, it will be easy to just drop it for anything, something else. It will be easy just, when, okay. And we, we can even use church mind, right? Church mind to think perhaps maybe we are addressing something scripturally, but we've dropped, we've dropped something. I would just, ah, no, 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 just, just drop. Oh. It should have, whatever, would, it should have meaning. If it has meaning, you can't just wake up one day and say, you are tired, I'm gone, bye-bye. But if it doesn't have meaning, of course, of course, I mean, it doesn't even need waking up one morning. Just being in Canada alone can remove that, right? If you're from Nigeria and just land, just being here, alone is enough to yank <laughs> to yank away anything. Right? You don't even need too much long time. Why? Because Satan Satan has, has set things. What what Satan set in place is to is to give is to give meanings to men. Right? Give them things to to go after, to to give their life to. Right? And to it will make sense to them. And you see that anybody that have a sense of that, they usually give their life to all those things and they easily just flow right, in those things. Sometimes when you're now maybe preaching gospel to them, you know, it's difficult to get them out of that because that it has too much meaning to them. Their life is tied to it. And you see that why is that way, in such a way. See, anything that is taking the place of God, Anything whatsoever that's taking the place that shouldn't be. Right? And sometimes when we talk like this, right, sometimes maybe we are too harsh. I'm not harsh. And I'm not saying you should come through with your life. I'm just saying that the way you should sit first in the heart is God. God first. God first. 
Anytime I'm about to do what, how does this thing affect God in my life? How does this thing affect, okay, will I, is it because I want to gain something? Okay, what am I gaining? What am I losing? It's easy to think about what I'm gaining without thinking about what we are losing. It's very easy. It's very, very, very easy. Extremely easy. But we go about our day on, on, on the normal, on the normal, right? Doing all those things without even thinking too much about what we are losing. Right? We're about to take a job. We're thinking about what we are gaining, not what we are going to lose. We're about to um, start maybe a business. We are thinking more about what we are going to gain. What else do we do? We're thinking about um, getting married. We are thinking about what we are going to gain, not what we are going to lose. Because somebody can be thinking, I want to marry, marry, and they go and just marry anybody, and then okay, you gain the man, but <laughs> you are not losing many things. Why? You have to work with wisdom. Even if you love God, yeah. Yeah, and the man love God in a way too, but not the way you love God, you will lose many things until the man is able to. You will lose many things. Why? Because, especially if you want to now obey and be under and you know, submit yeah. to your husband. Uh, uh. And if you don't submit to your husband, you're going to cause problems. You're going to cause problems for your marriage and all those things, right? <laughs> so, so there's all, all, everything just intertwined, right? I'm just showing us different, different things concerning where, you know, just God should be the first, first thing. And every other judgment. We have, to, we have to submit to that, right? We have to submit. So God first. Nothing should take the place of God. Nothing should take the place of God. Did I even get here again? What was I talking about? I think I was talking about... Uh, before gain, okay. I was talking about the gain. I think I was talking about the culture. I think that was where I'm coming from, right? Okay, this project culture in, uh, and then you know, the time they come, then well, you have to find something. Okay, yes, I was talking about the Holy Spirit. You have to find something they can use so that we are not that limited in exploring things in the Spirit. What limits us a lot more in flowing with the Spirit of God is not enough word within. It doesn't mean God can't lead, you can't steal. There's no problem with that. God can find a way around it. But it will be a lot easier if we make the job easy for God. Right? Because if, if God can't go directly to us, he will have to go around. So you need to go and look for somebody or create a scenario. And that could take time. Right? Okay, maybe the Lord just wants to tell you, don't do that. Uh, because, okay, maybe one word, and then maybe you, there was something like that. And then go now to now go and bring somebody that have it that can show you by displaying it. But that person is in let's say Nigeria and you are here. So that means the Lord have to arrange visa for them to come. Or maybe become PR. And you know PR process is long. One year at least, I mean. Maybe now it's shorter. Then after that, person land and then display. So it means it could take long. For us to come into things that we can easily, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, 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 this is not like a set of stone. I'm just giving us a, it's just a picture I'm painting, right? It's just a picture. 
right? So pretty much I'm saying that we shouldn't have, we should not just limit ourselves in you know, reading, just read as much as you can. It's, it's part of the relationship with God. So we read our Bible, right? We know it, ha- it should have, hey, that's what it should it's have meaning, something having meaning. Hey. So we should read our Bible, and reading our Bible should have meaning. Why am I doing it? What's the purpose of reading it? Okay. I'm reading it because I want to know what the Lord has said. Okay. I know that the Lord communicates with us. And the, the God will not speak outside of his word. He can speak, right? But the most safest and the best way is through his word. Right? Because in places where they don't have the word, the Lord can find a way to talk to them. But one thing I realize is that when the God talks to them, God does not sit with them morning till night talking like that. God can come talk for some season, but that doesn't mean they don't have the Holy Spirit. I mean, they give the light, they give the Holy Spirit begins to talk to them. But one of the things that the Lord will be arranging is moving them into a church or a body, right? Or around brethren somehow. Maybe because there may be limitations somehow. So until they are able to get into a body. God will find a way to talk to them. But God will ensure like, they, that person can be separate from the body. Why? Because that person's growth is tied to them. Even being, it's tied to them being in the body. It's tied to it. There's so much they can grow by just being alone and the Lord talking to them in the bush. There's so much they can grow. And even those kind of experiences does not, does not necessarily touch the things the Lord need to touch in the soul. Can give that soul experience to become a Christian, give their life to God, dedicate their life to God. Okay, but the things that requires changes, things that they need for glory, those ones can't come except they are interacting with the, the body and with the world and all those things. Right? They have to interact. <laughs> so, the Lord will find a way to move them into the body so that they can have, at least have access to the scripture. This scripture is not important. Then the people in Asia, in, in jail, trying to rip bit and pieces of it, cram it, and throw it away. How would they be doing that if it's not important? Like, there they can't lead, I can't remember the story exactly, but there's a place whereby they can't, maybe it's even prison, they can't have them having Bible. They can't. If they catch them, they are going to kill them. So what they mostly do is they will take it, whatever they have, read it, read it, cram it in their head, put it in their head, and then dispose of it. So what they read every day is what they crammed. So in a way, they still need access to the word. So what's important is just knowing the reason, right? Knowing the reason for reading. It should have meaning. Right? Let it have meaning. Okay, I'm reading it to fellowship with God, to know God, to, 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 to move into God's world. Because they are Bible passages. They are the passage into the world where God will begin to talk and begin to move and speak to you. Right? So they are the passage into that world. So if you want, if, it's like knowing that God is in a garden and there's a passage to that garden. When, when you, when you get, take that passage and you move there, God, you can begin to see the person you want to talk to. Oh, hi. How are you doing? Seeing someone. You know, there's a difference between talking to somebody on the phone and seeing somebody face to face. Right? 
So you need both. No, we can talk to God on the phone by prayer a bit, but there's a difference in face to face. No, for example, now Reverend teaching, 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 teaching. No, we hear the word awesome, beautiful, but there's not a different touch when it comes around, right? And seeing him, and then his, the way see his manner of life. And some there are some things said in there that is not said in the preaching, even though it is said in the preaching. But it may be difficult to understand if it's not displayed. Seen. You know, there's, and also there's a, there's a way the Lord... Um, there's a way... Okay, maybe this one I'm not, I'm not too sure, but I just feel... I think I feel there's a way the Lord can create an institution whereby when... I don't know if we've all heard Reverend say that he wished he met Reverend Egan before he left, right? There's just something about seeing, I mean, he was still impacted by him. They just, just that something about, you know, seeing the person during, during their time. I mean, I mean, those that came before us, there's no way we could see them, and the Lord understands, right? But even in our time and era, like the ones we see, there's, 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 the, there's let me put it this way, if there's anything you've, you've misunderstood, from the message, right? It can be explained by seeing him face to face. Understand? Right? So there's just, I'm just trying to put importance on that face to face thing. Uh-huh. So if you know God is in a garden, right, and it's important to go see him, and you know there's a passage to be there because you want to have a relationship with him, you want to talk to him just like a lover, right? You want to see him, you know, maybe, I, I think it happens to guests too, but for guys I know, if you have, some, if you have a babe, I want to see. On the phone is not enough. It's not enough. I don't know for ladies, you ladies, you married, for those married, do you guys have something like that too? Yeah, okay. So it's both ways. So, you know, talking on the phone is not enough. You, you have to, when can I go and see that babe? Be calculating. Right? Ah. Or sometimes you know the person will be somewhere. At a particular time, it doesn't matter what you are doing. You find a way to go there at that time. Yes. I mean, I'm at least talking about myself. You know. <laughs> no, that time I couldn't go to my wife's house. It's like it's just like there's something in that door. It's like when they see me coming, I see they even smell me coming. And I just land like this. The door will not open beyond this length. <laughs> and I get the message. It's okay. So it's like bye bye. <laughs> Thank you for coming. And they don't know, ah! So I don't look for a way. How can I see this babe? And I know, oh, choir practice. <laughs> Correct. Anyhow, anyhow. Whether she like it or not, she will come choir practice. Okay. So even if you don't want to see me in your house, you see me at the So that's why I just joined choir. I joined the choir. And then she had no choice but to see me every day. Sorry, every Saturday. So, you see, that's what the guy is doing, just because of a babe. Right? So, just, I want to know a message, text, or maybe to even try to call. When you call, the short call, very short and straight to the point and quick and, hey, okay, fine, okay, thank you, bye. Or message, message, maybe you message today, then the reply will be like in the next two, three days. Ah, I'm like, she used to text. 
Or maybe I'll text or call, and then I'll see her in school or something. She won't even mention anything about the text or call or anything like that. Like, on a normal day, I mean, this is not even about how the normal day. You just receive somebody's call or text, and you saw the two. And then when you see them, they're like, oh, sorry. I saw your call and text. What's up? What do you have to say, Abby? Nothing. Don't mention as if it never happened. As if it never. You know, I'm, you know not giving up. But still, I say, no problem. I'm not going to give up. We'll see what will happen. So, my soul, I say, so I'm just trying to explain that there's something I don't see. This. You just see it like this. I just be wondering. Okay, awesome, awesome. The call, text is not enough. I have to go and see. So it's the same thing with, with God, like going to see him, right? And then you know, if you know that, what makes seeing God smooth, easy, passage into where he is, is the word. <laughs> so, and what is the passage? Would you take the passage to go to where he is? You take it. Right? So that's just the foundation I'm trying to lay regarding just you know, reading, okay, what are we doing? Just we have a relationship with God, the relationship. Read your Bible to move into where he is. And then when the season of culturing comes in, it will be easy to move you because there are many doors. But if you have the passage, they can easily take you through the passage. Okay, take this one. From that passage, they can now start taking you into places in that world where God is, begin to explain things. That's why it's good to have. If, but if there's only one passage that is there, and Satan came to that one and blocked it. That means God now had to fight Satan come out. I'm not saying that God is a pleasure. But now, just imagine the kind of work you are And that work, it's not hard for God, but it will be hard for you. Because while God is worrying, there are things you will be experiencing. Right? You can feel as if you are shut off from God. All kinds of things you'll be feeling. I'm not saying those are validations. I'm just saying just different things can be happening. But... When there are enough passages, you sit and think you can block one. Holy Ghost wisdom. Just take you to another route. Or let's say maybe because of lack of light, a passage is not accessible. They can quickly take you to another passage. So that's why it's good to read, know what is there. And knowing what is there. So I mean, for me, how do I put it? When I read my Bible, I guess before I used to read it such that maybe I can gain access into some level of revelation. I realize I'll not be so you work because it does not work that way. Because, like I said, it's a, a culturing thing. Everyone will have to come a season. And that one, they, they, there's, there's some responses required from you. But when they come upon you, maybe you are sweeping. You have to be intentional. Ah, submit yourself to the culturing. Maybe after you finish sweeping, you move to cooking. As you are cooking, what is moving you to do all those things? Is it because you don't want to stop a flow? Right? Just in a flow. So what about you are doing your day-to-day -day activities? Only goes can be culturing you. Right? Especially in areas where you don't need much of your mind. If you are cooking, you don't need much of your mind. You just need to know I need to put pepper and this. Right? If you are sweeping, you don't need much of your mind. You just... Right, so Holy Ghost can come upon and be culturing you in those seasons and then begin to awaken scriptures. Awaken scriptures. But to be good for us to read our Bible so that 
to be easier in those times and season when those things are happening. Amen. I think I think I that cover all the all the areas. Reading what I can talk about, okay, which one should I do? So, simple, you can read your Bible, but just know what it's for, right? So, set it in the morning, read your Bible every day. Pray, uh, uh, read your Bible, pray every day, pray every day, hey, pray every day. Read your Bible, pray every day, if you want to grow. That song is interesting, eh? So it's more about growth. So reading our Bible, praying is, if you want to grow, doing all those things will help it. So just something about, so when I read, oh, oh, and again, just examples about reading our Bible is when I'm reading it, right? As I'm reading it, there are things that maybe I hear, maybe Reverend or Pastor Jeff or Pastor Femi, people say that sometimes when they are teaching and they mention it, there could be a gap. Ah, what does that one say? Then I now have to use sense. Okay, this is what. Okay, this is what they are trying to explain. But it's different when I know. I mean, I've not studied it, all, but I read it and I just know what's there. When they mention it, it's not too far from my mind. So when they mention it, I can quickly connect what they are saying because I know the Bible passage or the or the book, what was happening in there, was just something about it that I'm aware of, that it doesn't just cut me off from what they are saying. I mean, even at that, when they are saying it, uh, it's not saying I'm just cut off like that, because there are some things you don't know, and you don't know it, you don't know it, there's something you can do about it. You just have to go with the sense, okay, what are they trying to say, right? So that you don't miss out of the whole thing, because you can now focus on, ah, that one, I didn't, I didn't know what are they trying to say. It's just a Bible passage they are quoting, but it will be a lot easier if we are all familiar with it. And sometimes, when they say that, it could be a pointer. Ah, let me go and read that book. What does it say? What's there? Just read it. Get it. Oh, now I understand what they are saying about it. Just different, different things intertwine together. So maybe you are listening to a message. They mention something you don't understand. Don't beat yourself up. Oh, I don't know Bible. I don't know Bible. No, don't beat yourself. Just go and read your Bible. Simple. Just, oh, the message is mostly now these days, all the messages are recorded. Just carry, go and read your Bible. You can listen again. You cannot be beating yourself up that I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I, don't know. I missed it. Calm down, just go and read your Bible. Life no hard. So, one of the biggest enemies, right, that we have as Christians is overthinking things too much. Right. When you overthink what is really, really what you are supposed to just maybe it was you're supposed to just go and read. I can be thinking, ha, ah, I've not read my Bible. Will I go to hell? Huh? I didn't understand what they said though. Does that mean I won't receive something? Have I lost something? Have I lost something? You've not, you've not, you've not lost any. Just go and read your Bible. Okay, get an idea. What are they trying to teach you? What sense are they passing across? So perhaps sometimes in those times, maybe they, they say something you don't understand. It could be because you just don't know it. There are many times Reverend would have said something. In my mind, I'm like, ah, I wish, I wish I know that. As I'm reading about family, it's, oh, what, are, what Reverend was saying, that makes sense. Ah, it makes sense, it makes sense. 
It could just be a passing comment. Oh, Israel, couch like a lion. He just mentioned it. And then I'm like, couch like. You would think maybe he just thought about it by himself and said it. But no, it was actually Bible. Because he was talking about when Israel was in Moab, right? And then the scripture actually talked at them, couch like a lion. It was there. It was Bible. So me, I was like, maybe he had some revelation. I mean, it's still revelation in a way, but I'm thinking like something, an exclusive revelation. That's what you can't find anywhere. Just, ah, you not be, you will not be thinking in your mind, how can I, ah, this kind of thing, how can I, how can I, how can you, maybe just, as you are talking, just think about something and go, like just, no, just go and read your Bible. <laughs> okay, just go and read your Bible. It's there. You'll be so surprised. One of the things they are saying when they are teaching is actually inside Bible. Yeah. And one thing I, I can say to explain around that, you know, when they are teaching like that, you think maybe they went to go and read to teach it. No. Mm. There's a, <laughs> see that same spirit that called chores. You know, that come upon you. It's the same thing that will operate as they are teaching. There's a way it moves in scripture. They want to say something. It's scripture that will come. They will say it to, get, to paint a picture. But you might be thinking, ah, you need to have a specific knowledge about it. No, it's just Bible. It's Bible. It's Bible. And what God is doing is explaining Bible. Or let me put it this way. There is a way, I don't know why I'm talking about this one. There's a way, almost like a, it's an apostolic, not it's, it's, like, it's a New Testament way of using scripture that you can also find in with um with um with uh okay, all the in the epistles whereby you can hear paul who was talking about something and then we just refer to the old testament right a typical example will be uh let me see if i can remember anything i know there was some that had I even had them down, but I can't remember anything now. Come help me. Is ah, which I can I remember now? Like I come to me. Mm. It's in Galatians. I think Galatians. <laughs> you know in Galatians where Paul was talking about the son of the bondwoman and the son of the free woman, right? They're talking about the seed. Okay, how, do, how did you know that? Let me see if I can find this here so I can. It's Galatians. In Galatians, Romans, Galatians, okay. I think it's in chapter 4. We are going to leave here early today. I can see it. We'll leave here early today. And I know y'all will be excited. Amen. What happened? Okay. So people are saying that they don't agree with me. <laughs> but we are going to see. Amen. Amen. Uh, okay. 
29 to 30, yeah. I'm trying to see where I will start from, actually. So that verse 27, okay, so let's, let me read from 24 to 27. I can think I can use that verse. So, now say verse 27, say which things are, okay, let me read from 22. Say, for it is written that Abraham had two sons, right? The one by a bondmaid, the other by a free woman. But he who was of the bondwoman, right, was born after the flesh. But he of the free woman was by promise. So this one is easy, right? You can quickly say, okay, uh, we know the story. Abraham gave birth to Ishmael because he was the wife advised him so by flesh, then Isaac is by promise, easy Abby. So which things are an allegory for these are the two covenants, right? So now it's already moved. Okay, I didn't know there are two covenants. The one from the Mount Sinai, okay, we connected it to Mount Sinai, right? Which gendered to bondage, which is Agar. Okay. Where is it fetching that kind of sense from? I is connected aga to bondage. It's still a scriptural sense, but let's go further. Uh, which is aga for this aga is Mount Sinai in Arabia, and answered to Jerusalem, which is now east, and is in bondage with her children. Right now, but Jerusalem, which is above, is free. So you can see that maybe that one we read is Revelation. Okay, Jerusalem, which is above, is free, which is the mother of us all. Now, now see this verse 27. Say, for it is written, Rejoice, thou barren, that bearest not. Break forth and cry, thou that travelest not. For the desolate art many more children than she which had an husband. This scripture that he used, you know, he was he's trying to explain the sense he was coming from, right? This scripture that he used, how did he know that it's applicable here? This scripture, I think, is Isaiah, I think. So it was talking about Agar, okay, bondage, promise. Then they said, wherefore, it is written, rejoice thou barren, right? Because we know that Abraham's wife, Sarah, was barren for some time. Was not, we won't call her barren, but she didn't have a child for a long time. So it's, you know, it's, it's applicable. So they are using, Paul was using scriptural sense. It's a way of, it's, it's an apostolic way of using scriptures, right? Where, well, it's apostolic too, but it's, uh, it's apostolic, it's almost like a New Testament way, and almost all the apostles were doing it. Peter, right? But now says, wherefore, but, so it's like, he was talking about Eger, then he moved into scripture. So wherefore it is written, 
Now, he's now using scripture to now say. And it goes. And you can't remove it that. No, 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 no. That's not what he meant. The scripture was, was talking about Israel. Okay. Well, how does he know he applied here? Is the. Is, is, I would say it's still a spirit, right? It's a movement of the spirit. It's, it's more like it's, it's, it's an apostolic way of just use, of using scripture. I don't know if that makes sense, but is is the way, is a way of spirit of New Testament way of of it's a re, almost like a revelational way of using scripture to teach or preach or message and then you can't remove it that it doesn't work, right? If you are going to go by, let's go and context, what does he say and okay, you may feel like, okay, this doesn't work, why are you using it? But it's not good, more about, they're not talking about context, it's, it's a sense. Scripture is a spiritual sense that you are using scripture in a way like that. That, okay, you know that this Isaiah, what is it applies here? You can see Reverend doing it most of the time. When he's teaching, it's the truth, and he just moves again. So the same way there's a spirit that moves and teaches, and as they are teaching, the spirit upon them will be using, will be almost like sight of scripture, I'll be using it too. But it's like tying scripture to a sense of something that they are seeing spiritually. So they'll say it, and then you will not be wondering, oh my life, I need to go and have knowledge. See, that one is for now God, God allowed, for that environment, God allowed such. So you, all you need to do is just go and read your Bible. You understand? Don't kill yourself. Just read your Bible. Understand what the Bible is saying. And the same spirit upon them that is doing all that can also come upon you too. Right? The Lord can allow it such that it comes upon you. When it happens, you yourself, you won't know. You just, you just ah, okay. What's happened? Not something you can go and prepare for, or go and plan for, or go and do, right? What you, you, all you needed to do, if you are even thinking of, oh, all you needed to do, to be able to, to do even do that, just, just read your Bible. And let the Spirit do its thing. Yeah. Don't take it from Holy Ghost hand and try to do it. No, leave Holy Ghost, because Holy Ghost will move inside you, right? Holy Ghost will move inside you to get things, to do things that needed to be done, right? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, sorry. So to do things that needed to be, to be done. I don't know, I mean, I, I, know I've, I think I've already answered the question, so I'm just, this was just more of us gisting. Right, so I'm just gisting, just different areas. Maybe God allowed us. And like I said, I'm about to close. What? It, it's like just one hour today. Oh, wow. Ah, even more than one hour. I thought it was just one hour. I think we're good. I think one hour 30 minutes is good. So, just be wrapping up small, small. So, pretty much in the area of, I guess, is this something else I need to see? Because I know this is an area where all of us, you know, we like all those. Let the Holy Ghost come upon me. We like it, and I, that's, I don't know if maybe Kevin can remember, but I know there was when we started World of Righteous at that time. I, I would like Holy Ghost, but the funny thing is that we're still reading our Bible. It's like it's like we forgot that we are reading our Bible. 
But they were saying, I just want to go to move up. And the thing is that that season, it was like water, just happening all the double vein. Like, because it's the early stage season, right? The season in life where all that they will move the soul into is just a world of wisdom. Move you into the operation of the spirit of wisdom, where that can just be culturing you. Culturing you. Holy Ghost will come culture you, culture you, right? In culturing you, it's almost like giving you a precept for a line. Right? Everything that they teach in precept, you can find its line. The manner in which they will even be revelation to you, one way or the other, you can, you can also find that manner in life. Like, just a manner of life, you can find it. Which, when you are living, it doesn't look like it was looking when all those spirits was around you and bringing word and all those things. But when you're not living the life, what it is, you know, that's way too. You really look at this manner of living, when you look at it, there's actually traces of that kind of training that was happening when Holy Ghost would just come upon you, just start explaining scripture, just love revelation. Ah, this is sweet. And I think this should also bring consolation to all of us that would like revelation and want to be having revelation. I think it will console you and me that it is by the Spirit. The Holy Ghost will come and culture you. You can't. Come, come and do it yourself. After a while, after you've grown, after a season, they may not bring it like that. Now, now, because it's like they walk away inside of you, where you, you think like revelational in a way. Like your sense with scripture is almost that. So that when you are thinking, it might be revelational. Almost, in every, almost everything you are doing is almost revelational. But, but it's just a way they've walked in you. Right? So, in a season where everything feels dry, you may be waiting for the same anointing to come upon you and bring the scripture, but that's just waiting. You, the water is inside you, should be springing forth onto. Right? Okay, but you've drank of the water now, and the scripture says, Out of the belly shall flow rivers. Is this your belly? Fetch it. But you are waiting for them to come and, fetch, and give you water to drink again. No, no, they say, ah, No, we've already given you the water, just drink it. And then, you realize that when you have the water and you begin to read your Bible, the water can begin to move things. Things they don't know is there. Okay, okay, this one too is there. Even for me, I have a plan to read my Bible again from uh, Genesis to Revelation. I'm just reading it, I'm just enjoying it. Like that, whichever one I read, I just read it and enjoy it. And I don't, I don't even need to have any revelation or anything. I just want to know what's there. I don't know what's there. What's inside? What did God put here? Then, and also, it's almost like we also have to pay attention to to our spirit, in such a way that when you're reading Bible, sometimes it may not even be because you are studying. I just remember something. Maybe they are preaching, and then they mention the passage. You went there, you started reading it, right? It's possible later you can be having a test to read it again. Just read it. Just read it again. For no reason, you can just read it. Yeah. Now, most of the most of the scriptures that now see maybe a lot of people quoting, quoting, quoting that they know that is sticking there. It's passages they've read multiple times, not even once. Because right before I read something, okay, I'm like, how was the key to this thing? You read it, it's almost as if nothing stayed. You come back like, ah, just keep reading it, multiple, just read it multiple times. 
it could feel boring, right? Like you want to, you are looking for something new there. Don't stress yourself. Maybe what you are looking for that is new is just the thing you are reading. Just read it. Right? It's almost like you want to do the work of the Holy Spirit of installing those scriptures inside of you yourself. But it's not like that. See, the one that sticks to you is only goes that arrange, okay, as you're reading, which one sticks, which one is one that will know which one to put there. And as you're reading it, maybe in one passage, you just read the whole thing, maybe just two that stuck out. And the funny thing about that two can call the rest later if needed. It's possible. That's all. I think sometimes we overburden ourselves and overthink too many things. Right? Because we don't know the process. Just read your, just enjoy your Bible. Just enjoy it. You don't need to read it and then waiting for everyone to open as you're reading it. Not so what we read. Our posture of heart is as you are reading. Paul the Apostle. <laughs> Not of men, neither by man. Raised him from. And all the brethren were are with me. You notice that you yourself you are distracting yourself. You are not even considering what you are reading. And all brethren which are with me. Why? This movement I'm doing is the soul that is doing it. Because the soul is waiting for, as you read it, it's waiting for one, something to appear in the cloud. Yeah. The soul is waiting for something to just open. Like the cloud. Lord. To whom the glory be forever and ever. Amen. I marvel that. No, just read your Bible. <laughs> don't stress yourself. Read your Bible. If ever we open it, will open. Right? You don't need to. Because now it's like, like, it's like you now have a key. You want to go and be reading it and then so not. So it means that what's in the heart is I want to read it so that I have will open. See, all these things are things arranged around Bible. You don't need to look for it. It's arranged around it. The manner, and, and, this, and this thing is, we should know that. See, all those, the sense I'm getting now is that, see, all those things you maybe you are you are reading and a revelation broke out and different things happening maybe you even broke into a vision or different things those things are called manifestations now let's settle it the scripture in first corinthians 12 now says that the spirit manifests right as he wills meaning that that thing is not in your hand it's as the spirit wills i guess maybe you can be afraid that what if the spirit now wills in one year but I want the spirit to will now, 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 now. Don't kill yourself. Don't stress. Just read the Bible. Just read it. Don't stress about it. Don't wait for. Don't. 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 There's a there's a portion which where we don't lock Holy Ghost in hand. Give me this revelation. No, now he will give you. It is. Is it is. It is. The Father God's pleasure to give you the kingdom. So, which means that what you are looking for is much more willing to give you than you think. So, if you are reading and it's not coming, it don't mean you should kill yourself for it. If you are reading and so, and the funny thing is that just pay attention to what you are reading, right? So, I guess one thing that should be clear is that when you are reading, eh, what what you owe yourself and God is to be awoken in your spirit, be alert, 
be ready. If the Lord brings them, you are open. Right? And that one will require that you're not distracted in your heart, in your mind. Right? So when you are reading your Bible, for the sake of reading what's just there, just read it there. To know what's there. <laughs> Study to establish certain understanding you might want to. To even establish things further, you can meditate on the word. Right? But that aspect of Holy Ghost culturing, you leave it for him. That one will happen naturally. Naturally, it will happen. As you are growing, there are things you will come in, so it will, it will happen naturally. So don't, there are things you don't need to stress. Do something with you. What you owe God is to be sincere, be spiritual, love God, right? Obey his uh, commandment. This is your old duty. Yeah, the old duty of man, I mean, is love God. And this commandment, that's, that's your duty. Right? So, moving to the spiritual world, like I said, I'm closing now. Yeah. Yeah. Moving to the spirit. Don't, don't overburden yourself about things you can't control. No, don't overburden yourself. So, I guess I've answered your question. Just reiterate what we said. So there's nothing wrong in taking your Bible, reading it in the morning, so you can read. It's it's part of. Oh, I remember something again. Here. So it's it's part of our daily. As a Christian, we should read our Bible daily. We should read it, right? Now, I think there's this other thing about say maybe in the season of milk, maybe we just do and then there's after milk, you don't need to, you know, read it, read it. No, there's no season of milk. Strong meat for reading Bible. There's no season of milk, meat, strong meat for reading Bible. There's no, there's no, there's no season for it. <laughs> it is for all seasons. Whether milk, meat, strong meat, it's constant. There's no. Okay, now we've grown, so therefore we don't read our Bible anymore. Just have to wait for no. So there is, as Christians, there are things the Lord is building, raising in us. Partly is, be able to read your Bible, pray, right? Give yourself to spiritual things. Sow yourself in the spirit. Those things you do, right? There's no season whereby you now stop it and then say, okay, Lord, now, it's only when you, no. Because I know part of what can cause that is because we've learned about letting the spirit lead you. We've learned leading of the spirit and all that. Okay. So the leading of the spirit is for your soul. They are leading your soul into God. Right? In doing that, there are many things they can lead you around. Like in what area of what to read, sometimes they can lead you to you know people, they can lead you to listen to tapes, right? But that doesn't so okay. So the area of leading in scripture can also be under the culturing of the spirit. There is there is no let me lead you before you read your Bible. There's something like that. Any Christian that is positioned that way, don't worry, they will die soon. <laughs> because most of the time, see that reading your Bible, see that is fighting it. So before you can even hear God's voice to be let go and read, ah, things will have happened. It's like going to die. So there's nothing like, Holy Spirit lead me before I reach. Oh, 
read your Bible. In the area of milk, I think, I think what happened is that in the area of milk, the problem is that maybe we didn't probably separate things clearly for young believers. Right? So they, we can naturally think that reading Bible and praying is just for a season. No. So just pray, uh, pray without season. Right? If you're going to pray without season, it means that it doesn't matter when, whether milk, meat, strong, you, you pray. And if you are going to pray, then it means you have to read your Bible. You know why? Because to pray effectively, you need your Bible. Right? You need to know what God has said. You also, you realize that the apostles, they were talking about giving themselves to the ministry of word and prayer. If praying is without season, I believe reading your Bible is without season too. Right? So after you set your time, I guess the other thing I was not trying to say is after you set your time, whether it is in the morning or night to read, don't now limit yourself to it. That unless it's that time, you will not think anything about Bible, you will not think anything about uh, scripture or even go or meditate. No. Setting a time to read is just to ensure that you read it. Right? The activity around it does not end in the time alone that you are reading it. The activity around scripture doesn't end. In short, you should be interacting with scripture as you breathe. As you are breathing, you, are in, you should be interacting with it. Okay, now when I say this, this can create a picture in our mind that, because I know where Satan can go and hide. This thing I just said now, we can now pick it and start thinking, ah, does that mean that every time as I breathe now, because it's coming to my head, John 3.16, for God's Lord, that word. <laughs> Isaiah 66. Isaiah 55. Was, John 3.16. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> you get? It's, I'm just using a, 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 a spiritual way of just talking about it in a sense that it should be like breath to you. Right? It should be like breath to you. That... The same way you don't think before you breathe, right? It's part of your function as a person. That is how interaction with the Bible should be. It should not have limitations, not tied to just uh, quiet time. That's what we call it. Not just tied to quiet time. Have your quiet time. Whatever you have your quiet time should, should be taken into your day. You get what I mean? Right, and doesn't mean that what you read is what you must interact with that day. You get what I mean? As you read it, it's part of archives you have. Just keep reading, keep reading. Whichever one Holy Ghost would want to use, that area is is, is a spirit is God's uh, is the spirit that organizes how they are going to use it and display and you know, do whatever they want to do with it. Right. So, I guess what I've said should free us up a bit, eh? so we are not too stiff with. No, and also when we're when you are hearing teachings, and you, you know there's ways that can paint picture, where, and then they, and they just use slang like you should be breathing Bible every day, and then you start feeling giddy. Yeah, ah, so that means that when I do like this, John three sixteen should show Hebrew one, Revelation one. You you start trying to take archive of all the Bible verses, you know. That's <laughs> what we are saying. But that statement should give you a sense of how important it is. Which, if you can give yourself, it's possible to breathe or to live by the word. 
That's just what we are saying. Huh? I hope this has helped us a lot. Amen. So, I think I think as, uh, answering this question is what we did today. So we can go. Amen. Amen. Did I answer the question? Okay. Is that one? I don't think I reduced the volume, but quite interesting. Amen. Amen. So the answer, question is answered. Are we blessed today? I think I think we should we can end today. today I'm like ah, we end 30 minutes early today. Oh. That's awesome. But I, don't, I, I can't promise this will be happening every week, shall? But but I'm happy that uh, we finished early. Amen. Praise the Lord. Can we just begin to bless the name of the Lord today? Father, we thank you for your mercy and kindness. Thank you, Father, for the grace that you've given us to just talk around your word, to look around the Scripture. Thank you, Father, for all that you, you've said to us today. Be thou exalted. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for how you've helped us to just converse around your word about the importance of your word and how we should apply our heart to them. Father, we thank you for the grace you give even to talk concerning these things. We say we are exalted, Lord, in Jesus' name. I will pray that even by the reason of this conversation, you awaken new love for your word in us, in the name of Jesus, that our hearts would find new pleasure, new treasure in your word, new delight in your word, in the name of Jesus. Father, I will say thank you. Thank you for answering our prayers. Thank you for the grace you've given us to be here tonight, to, uh, this afternoon, to be now exalted. Thank you, Father, for in Jesus' mighty name you we have prayed. between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim.